Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Aligned Entrepreneur Podcast. Today, I'm coming to you guys with another interview, which I'm super excited about. I've actually got a few more lined up for you in the next couple of weeks, and I feel just very grateful for the women that I've been able to interview for this podcast. I think that they all bring so much value to the table, and uh, today, I'm sharing an interview that was actually recorded about a month ago. So, a lot of the things that we were talking about are things that I later really dove in deeper uh, with some of my more recent episodes. So talking about you know all the trust and surrender and uh, just a different approach to aligning yourself energetically with what you wish to see manifest. I was starting to just kind of grasp some of these concepts and I dove into them with Jennifer. Um, so I just wanted to give you guys some context in terms of when this episode was recorded and I'm excited to be sharing it with you guys today. Jennifer is is a friend of mine. She is the founder of a brand called Old Chicks No Shit. And she is a coach who helps women who are over the age of 40 to discover really just passion in their life, to empower themselves to um, go out there and do whatever it is that they want to do, right? And while we talk a lot about women who are over the age of 40, I think that this message of helping women to just really own what they bring to the table and to know its value and share it with others is something that I'm gonna be talking about forever and I think that it applies to all women. Um, But what I love about Jennifer's message is just her desire to give women permission to make their life about themselves after perhaps they've had a long career or they've raised a family or, you know, they've lived a life that very much was in dedication to other people and now learning to break out of that and actually dive into just what it is that they really want to do, whether or not that's picking up a hobby or it's starting a business or a company even. Jennifer is like, I said, very passionate about just changing the narrative for women in that age bracket. And she talks a lot more about that in um, the episode, of course. So I'm going to dive into sharing that episode with you guys. I'm super excited. I love the conversation that we had and just the way that it sort of progressed. And uh, without further ado, here's my interview with Jennifer Arthurton. Welcome to the Aligned Entrepreneur Podcast, where hustle is out and alignment is in. I'm your host, Lauren Saunders. I'm a mindset and marketing coach for the modern entrepreneur, and I'm here to share with you how to grow your business from the inside out. You can achieve even your biggest business goals quickly by learning to align your thoughts, actions, and energy with that which you wish to see manifest. There's literally nothing you cannot do, be, have, or achieve, and it's just a matter of changing your thoughts in order to change your life. So let's get started. Okay, welcome Jennifer to the podcast. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm excited to interview you. Um, So let's just dive right in. I would love for you to tell us a little bit about what you do, who you are, and what you do as a coach and an entrepreneur. All right. So um, as Lauren introduced me, my name is Jennifer Arthurton, and I am the founder of um, a platform in a community called Old Chicks No Shit. Mm-hmm. And the the message behind this, and it's really a bit of a tug-in-cheek mm-hmm. thing, um, which I can explain a little <laughs> bit more. Um, the message behind this is really uh, about empowering women to see, um, midlife women, to see this chapter of their life in a very different way. Mm-hmm. So very differently than we typically look at um, aging women in our, in our society. Right. And uh, what's so perfect about this episode is the last interview that I did was with um, a communication coach. And we really talked about helping women to just empower themselves in general. And I feel like it's Mm -hmm. this theme, no matter how old you are, to just 
you know, it, it's something we have to learn how to do, which is like really step into our own power. And so you're sort of focusing more on helping women. You said over the age of 40, I believe, right? Yes. Correct. Right. And so who is sort of typically drawn to your brand? Like what is it that they are dealing with or wanting to overcome? Yeah. So a couple of things is I think, you know, empowering the message around empowering women, like you said, it's just becoming stronger and stronger, yes. which is fantastic. Yes. But I feel like there is um, a slightly even greater challenge for women who are aging. So okay. women yep. who, you know, plus the age, past the age of like 40, 45 and into their fifties, there's this message in our society that kind of has us and I'm including myself in that group, mm-hmm. of course, um, that kind of has us fading into the background. So you hear, um, I hear from messages from my community talking about feeling invisible um, at work and in right. life in general, um, feeling ignored or overlooked, um, you know, women being passed over for promotions or mm-hmm. even losing jobs because of their age. And, you know, and then you see what you see reflected back to us in the media as well, too, is you know, 20 somethings everywhere, right? you know, or my biggest pet peeve is every time you see a woman that's, you know, 45 or 50 in a commercial, it's for, yeah. um, <laughs> you know, uh, bladder leakage protection, younger um, skin, <laughs> younger skin or a retirement commercial. And I was like, right. that's where, it. where are all the <laughs> kick-ass empowered older women? No like, kidding. Why don't we see them anywhere? Right. Well, and I think that this is something that's so interesting that kind of just occurred to me is a lot of like the most successful people in the world, men and women, but especially women, they find that side of themselves when they're older, right? Like in their forties, fifties, sixties, like, um, a lot of the women who have created just incredible, um, you know, created incredible things in their lives are, you know, I'm thinking of like Jen Sincero, even like, uh, Ellen DeGeneres talks about like her forties, same with Oprah, Mm -hmm. like Oprah didn't really get started until she was like in her forties. Like, (laughs) yeah. Um, so it's this amazing thing where there's all this evidence, you know, for, for, to support the fact that like women really can do whatever they want at any age, but it's not really supported, um, generally in, in our society. So there's this thing that I call the midlife paradox. Okay. So there's this, um, you know, when you get to your, to your forties, for sure, you start to come into your own, you, you know, yourself better, you know, you know, your strengths, your weaknesses, you really don't care so much what people think. Um, and you have this confidence about you. So that's on the one side, but then on the other side, your body's changing. Um, you could be going through menopause, which, you know, can leave you feeling really out of control. Mm -hmm. You're seeing more wrinkles and gray hairs. And that's a part that's not as accepted. Like we live in a society that, uh, reveres youth and beauty, right? And like, I mean, the the anti-aging business is something like a 50 or $60 billion business. (laughs) (laughs) And that we're all throwing our money into in order to stave off what's you can't like you, you can't stop it. Right. right? So there's this feeling of not being accepted because your body's older, but yet feeling more confident and stronger than ever and trying to rationalize those two things, um, is is kind of where a lot of women will struggle and feel stuck. Well, and I almost feel like, um, I mean, I'm, I'm 30, so I know it's different, but there's this side of me that as I get older, I get much more confident in myself and in sharing what's important to me. And so that has me, you know, like start a business. And then there's this <laughs> other side of me that's so used to tearing myself down and not feeling good enough and blah, blah, blah. And it's like the two sides are just constantly fighting against each other. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. And that's, that's exactly kind of the, the, the you know, the, 
place where midlife women are. And then you just throw menopause on top of that. It's like going through, <laughs> it's like going through your second puberty. <laughs> oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> See what you have to look forward to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I do, I mean, there's a lot of women like you, you know, you're a great example who have this energy about them that I just think makes them so beautiful. Like, like you share your message powerfully and, and just confidently and you have things that like you're really passionate about. Um, and it's just like this, I don't know, like that's what I really want to strive to be. I want to strive to be in that place with myself. I mean, now and in the future where I just more than anything feel really confident in who I am and what I bring to the table. And that's the most important thing. Yeah. Right? Well, I think, I, yeah, I mean, I think you're in a really great place to do that. I mean, I, I so. think I, <laughs> I, I, you know, for me, um, and this is what happens to a lot of women, I have spent the last couple of years stripping away everything that I have become and right. have become over the years. So being, you know, of society's expectations, family's expectations, the expectation of a mother, the expectations of a career woman, all of that. Stuff. Right. And I've literally spent the last few years peeling away all of those identities to find who I am at the truest core right. of me. And that's, that's the part that we have, that we need to get to as women, mm-hmm. um, especially in midlife women, because that's the, where our power resides. Right. But unfortunately we take on all this baggage uh-huh. and form all ourselves these into these, yeah. all these identities mm-hmm. and form ourselves into these various pieces of things that we need to fulfill the roles that we have. Right. Right. And then, you know, you wake up like I do one day and go, what the hell? Who am I? Right. Well, and that kind of leads to. Yeah. (laughs) Where did my life? Yeah. How am I here? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, and I, I think that's like this huge shift that we're seeing, which is that, um, you know, people are waking up and regardless of if they're 30 or 40 or 50 or 60, they're waking up and going, I don't remember choosing this life for myself. (laughs) Right. Like it just kind of happened. It was all such a whirlwind. And now, you know, now what? Um, but yeah. that kind of leads me perfectly into my next question, which is that you had a long career in like corporate Toronto, right? Yeah. Um, and you, through sort of your spirituality and, and, uh, you know, that's why we connect so much is that we're totally on the same wavelength in terms of all the alignment and universe and all that kind of stuff. Um, but what had you make that, that shift and what role <laughs> has your spirituality played in kind of waking yeah. up to that. Cause that's a big deal, right? I think there's so, so many millions of people on the cusp of being like, maybe I could do something else, or maybe this is not yeah. the life that I yeah. actually want for myself, but to actually give yourself permission to then go and do it. It's like, it's a big <laughs> deal, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I credit, um, I credit definitely the development in my spirituality, which uh-huh. kind of had began after, after my divorce. Um, and on top of that, I will also credit a swift kick in the pants from the universe (laughs) to to get me to the place that I needed to be to finally make that call. So after, um, you know, almost 30 year career as a corporate executive, um, Mm -hmm. you know, for a a major global brand, um, I found myself, um, in a place of being divorced, my, uh, uh, my daughter had gone away to school, so I was no longer full-time mothering. Um, I ended up not having a job and uh, bedridden with a stress-related illness. Right. <laughs> and that was kind of wow. the part where my spirituality, which I had been definitely dabbling in, uh-huh. because all the way, I'll backtrack a little bit, it's like yeah. all the way through my career, um, you know, I did very well in my career. By all accounts, I did very well. Okay. But there was always something niggling underneath me that was kind of like, mm, I don't think this is it. 
But for the longest time, I stuffed that voice down because it's like, I got shit to do. Yeah. I, I got, you know, I mean, I got to go to work. I got to be a mom. I got to do all these things, right? I don't have time to entertain what I was calling little fantasies about things, right? Um, but over the years, that voice was kind of getting louder and louder. So no matter what career accomplishment I got, it never felt like enough, <laughs> right? Like I yeah. never felt satisfied with it because I was scratching something, an itch that wasn't there and the itch that really needs scratching wasn't getting scratched. Right. Yeah. Right. It's just perfect because while I was waiting for you to jump on this call, I was watching a live video and it was two women talking about how we're always trying to like scratch this itch and the itch can only be scratched by just choosing happiness for ourselves (laughs) right now, regardless (laughs) of outside circumstances. So whether it's in your career or whether it's in your relationship or whether it's in your business, we're always thinking that at some point we're going to be happy with our circumstances. And it's literally a impossible pursuit. So it's, I just love that you said that. (laughs) Because I was like literally waiting for you to jump on watching this video. Um, Okay. And so, so you were looking to fill that, you know, with outside circumstances as we all freaking do. And if it's not this thing, it's another thing. (laughs) Exactly. So, I mean, sometimes I would find myself, you know, in like, in boardrooms and meetings going like, what the, what What am I doing here? Like, you know, people are talking, but they're not really saying anything. There's all this posturing going on. And I'm like, this is just so ridiculous. This isn't even real life, right? Right. Um, of course, I would never admit that even to myself, hardly. Because right. I'm like, okay, focus, you got a job to do. But then when I found myself in this position where the universe literally forced me to stop all of the activity that had consumed me. So also I was huge into fitness. So that was like a real driving force. Like my work was super busy, you know, bombing, right. all of that stuff. Literally, the universe said, okay, that's changing directions. Yeah. Yeah. And you are being forced to stop everything that you know how to do. Wow. So I was, you know, uh, through a set of circumstances eliminated from my job. I was so sick in bed. I could barely get up and grocery shop, let alone work out. Um, All of these things. And I was forced into this position of surrender. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. And I just remember lying in bed going like, universe, like what, what are you trying to tell me? What's the message here? Right. And it took many, many months, I will say, of um, <laughs> questioning, um, you know, asking over and over again, praying, you know, journaling, doing all of those things in order to kind of, you know, get to this place where all of a sudden um, the idea for old chicks, which coincidentally had been in my mind for probably 10 years before that. Right. Of course. Because it, it used to be a joke in our office where we would, the, the older women would say to the younger women, well, old chicks know shit. So listen to us, right? <laughs> okay. So that's how it came to you. And so, yeah. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, wow. Like, and plus I was like, I was in this position of like, oh my God, I feel so sorry for myself. You know, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sick. I'm, you know, I got some gray hairs. I'm going through menopause. I have no job. I'm not married. <laughs> <laughs> like really quite pathetic. Well, what's interesting in all of that is that those are all the things that we, that we choose to make up our identity. Right. And you yes. have said to me before, like the money that you were making and like the fitness level that you had attained, those were like a huge part of your value yes. for yourself, your self-worth. And then for like sure. all that was stripped away to the point where like you literally yes. had no choice, but to surrender to it. And yes. stop looking to those things for your identity or for your sense of self. Yes. Yes. And that is the process. And that's the process that um, I teach the women that I coach. Okay. Um, and, 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 you know, in the blogging and the writing that I do is that quite often at this time of life, we have to kind of go about a process of stripping away and rebuilding, like rebuilding yeah. our authentic selves. 
Right. And I think it's, again, the older you get, the more of a channel challenge it is because the more you have to strip away, right? <laughs> right. Oh, for sure. I was just talking yeah. about this on a live myself where the things that we've been practicing and like I'm, I'm 30, right? So it's, it's way different for me than someone who's twice my age, but I've been practicing this way of relating to myself for three decades and changing yep. that <laughs> takes some effort, yeah. right? Yeah. And it's uncomfortable. Like quite it frankly, is super uncomfortable. It can be really uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of women through, um, right. You know, through, if through the coaching process and everything else, um, and, and helping them to get there a lot quicker than I did. Cause there's a lot of back and forth and backtracking and stuff that I did along the way right. But through that process. Right. Like you, you kind you kind of come to the fact that there are just certain tools. Yes. And, yeah. You know, well, that work, I think that's, and work repeatedly. That's how the universe kind of equips us is like, mm-hmm. like, I know for me, I want to teach alignment. I do teach alignment, right? Like it's the thing I just want to talk about all day long. I've also gone through long periods of time of finding out what really did not work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, exactly. Um, so that I can hopefully better teach it to, you know, people by saying, well, here's what you shouldn't do. Um, right. From personal experience. And I think that really being able to own that experience and then translate it into something that's going to help someone else is really where like our gold is. Yeah. Right. Yeah, for sure. Um, for sure. So you kind of answered it for me there, which is perfect. But I was at, I was going to ask like, what is your process for, um, helping women to start stripping away maybe that those hats that they're wearing or that identity that they have formed mm-hmm. for themselves? Yeah. Well, usually what happens is, is that, you know, the women in my community end up in my community or coaching with me because there's something in their life that isn't working. Right. Like, and they they know that it's not working and that's the beginning of the shedding process. Right. Um, and you know, the, the first step is really, um, and and this is often a big one for us in our culture is about to stop doing what you're doing, like to find, and I don't mean like, okay, well, you're going to go off into an ashram and sit for 30 (laughs) days. I'm just saying like, find moments of silence where you can connect to who you are, to that voice that's inside you. Right. Right. Um, and, and actually just backtracking, one of the very first places I start, start is helping them see a new perspective on this upcoming chapter of life. Right. That it's not about, it's not about the beginning or so the ending of anything, it's actually the beginning of something new. Yes. Oh, I love that. This is the phase of life where, you know, the gifts that we have to give um, to the world, you know, if we're not already doing that, the universe is going to force us into a place where we do it because um, there's what I call the maven years. And those are the years of maven and the definition of that being a trusted expert with knowledge and wisdom to share is that we over our lives have acquired a huge mass of knowledge and experience and wisdom. And it's now time to start sharing that, um, with the world. And so when you look at it in that perspective, and even the whole process of menopause, which you hear people complaining about all over the place, like <laughs> it's all about your symptoms and stuff like that right. is really a process of just nature's way of shaking us up to say, yes. Hey, we're starting a new chapter and I need a new version of you to come to the table for this. Yes. You can't be, you can't be the person you were before. So this whole concept of every chapter demands a different version of us, right. um, is what, you know, is the focus of what we talk about. Um, I was just reading a book where he talked about when people experience like what we would refer to as midlife crisis, 
He's mm-hmm. like, I just think it's the best thing ever that people start freaking out because they're halfway through their life. Like, what a yeah. good thing. Like, if we don't have that, um, you know, if we don't have these shakeups in our lives, then nothing new ever comes to the surface or no new exactly. possibilities are, are born, right? So Exactly. And for men, the, what they call the midlife crisis, which I, I think it's a completely this misnomer. It's not a crisis after all. Right. It's really more of an alignment. Uh, yes, it's like yes. shifting you into alignment. Yes. So for men, the midlife crisis tends to be a crisis of accomplishment. It's like, have I done enough? Right. You know, have I created enough? Have I contributed enough? And for women in midlife, it becomes a, a crisis of meaning. So what does my life mean? Like right. what's the legacy that I'm, that I'm leaving? Like, am I doing, you know, the best that I can be doing for, for myself and for everybody else? And right. the other part of this life, of this chapter for women, which is also really important, is the fact that as women, as kind of natural born nurturers, we focus on everybody else. And this is the time of life now where we're being asked to focus on ourselves, Right. And what we Which, bring to the table. As mothers, I'm sure, is not easy because that's not what no. you've been doing for 20 or 30 no. years. Right. And it's kind of the way that we blocked out the the noise or the voice, right? It's like I have to give right. to everybody else. Right. So I no time. I'm last I'm last on my list. <laughs> yeah. And now all of a sudden you're saying, you know, the universe is saying to you, Hello, you got stuff to do here. We need you to focus right. for a second over here. Right. Which is again yeah. kind of an, an uncomfortable shift. Well, and I just think it's so interesting, like how much of it kind of hit you all at once. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a slow, I'm a slow learner. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that is what happens, though. I think over time, like the voice gets louder and louder and louder, and then yeah. you know, regardless of what age you're at, but I think definitely for people, um, you know, that have been in careers for ages and stuff like that, they've been ignoring it for longer. It's like it gets louder and louder until like you get hit by a bus. <laughs> Yeah. Metaphorically and physically. Yeah. Yeah. That's literally what happened. I felt like I got hit by a two by four, like right. In the face. Right. And <laughs> yeah. you were just like, you had no choice but to be stripped of all these things that you would work so hard for. Yeah. I spent my entire life building. Right. Yeah. 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 And so, um, I mean, now it's amazing because through that, um, not only did you get, you know, did you build your, your alignment and your spirituality and all that kind of stuff. Um, but now you're helping other women as well. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Cause um, you know, yep. I think there's so many women with so many, um, amazing ideas and yes. hidden dreams and things that they've always wanted to do that they just haven't prioritized right. themselves in this picture. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's kind of where it comes back to the empowerment thing, which is, mm-hmm. um, that like we especially I'm sure I mean I can't speak from experience (laughs) obviously but I'm sure um you know so many of these women who have devoted their lives to their families and their careers like they have these like world-changing ideas Mm -hmm. yeah and it's and it's about them deciding to equip themselves um with the tools that they need to actually go and make them happen which I think like regardless if you're an entrepreneur regardless of what age you're at that's what it comes down to. And I think like the number one tool is the mindset is the belief that you can, um, which is empowerment, right? So for sure. Um, so what would you like suggest to people that are maybe holding themselves back or maybe they're feeling a little bit stuck and they know that they have these ideas, they know that they have things that they really want to go and do, but they're, they've had a whole lifetime of telling themselves that they can't or telling themselves that it's not time or just living, you know, with other people's needs coming before their own. Yeah. Um, one of the most powerful things that I do, um, and it sounds really simple. That's where um, the, is... that's where the magic always is though. <laughs> I know. That's why I have to learn these same lessons over and over. I'm like, Oh yeah, just go get happy. 
<laughs> well, this is so. Like, so number one is about you know, first of all, finding what authentically what what makes you authentically happy. Right? Like even if it's going for a walk in the park or whatever it is. First of all, giving women permission to do that because in the busy worlds we exist in, it's like if you're not hustling all the time. Um, you know, it's like, it's like, oh, there's something wrong with you. Um, so first of all, is giving yourself permission to tap into those things that make you, that give you joy. And it can be the tiniest things. Like I said, like a walk, a bubble, like carving out an hour for yourself for a bath or reading a book or whatever it is. First of all, granting yourself permission to spend that time with yourself and finding those things that make you happy. After this, I'm going out for a glass of wine with myself and I can't (laughs) wait. (laughs) Excellent. And then the other thing that I do a lot and is about just giving women permission to dream. So that idea that you have, that little desire, that little seed of a thing, just give it five uh, minutes or 10 minutes I like that. to like to grow a little bit, right? Like write it down, you know, or create a visualization of what it would be like to have it or whatever works for you to connect emotionally with that. But giving permission to dream, which again is something I mean, I did it myself. It's like, I don't have time to entertain that. I got shit to do. Right. right. Um, but that's kind of was like, like a lot of what I did when I was had no choice, but I was lying in bed a lot. Right. Um, was to kind of say, okay, what could my life look like? Let me, let me follow these little seeds. Let me, and then as you start to follow them, you know, the seeds start to grow and they well, start to blossom. And I think from there, there's not very much resistance, right? It's not like, yeah. okay, go out and do this crazy, scary thing. It's like, let's just yeah. have a little bit of fun, right? Like I like, exactly. I like to do this with like visions of what programs could I launch and what, like, what kind of reach do I want to have? It's not like I'm going to go out there and try to make it all happen right now, but there's so much fun in the creative process that I start to just feel, I don't know, excited yeah. about what I'm doing. And, and as we know, you know, this is how the, all the manifestation stuff comes about anyways, is to spend time with that vision, allow it yes. to, to grow energetically. Exactly. And through the process of, of, you know, the visualization or connecting with those, those seeds of ideas that you have, right? Like it starts to blossom and grow into things that you couldn't imagine. So right. I always consider my job to be helping women to find their own authentic expression of their inner wisdom because they have all of this so much knowledge and everything. Um, they know what they like, they don't like, they know what they're good at, what they're not good at. And they're more authentically themselves, but they just now need to take this extra step, you know, in terms of allowing them to go to that place. And so, yeah, so creating those dreams, creating those visions or a journal or whatever it is, um, is hugely important. And for some women, it could be as simple as, oh, I've always wanted to ride a motorcycle. I can picture myself, you know, on the back of a motorcycle, which then might prompt them to take another small action in, in that, in that in that direction, right? Well, and it might also cause them to attract some op- an opportunity. Like if you're playing around exactly. in that idea, then and they might not even be aware of that, but all of a sudden somebody offers to take you a ride on your motorcycle. Well, like this is how creation happens. Yeah, this is exactly it. Like you're getting aligned without re- really consciously saying, "Oh, I'm going to sit down and be aligned." You are aligning <laughs> right. yourself with right. And I think that's often the, the problem with us in alignment is like, there's this oh. conscious action to say, okay, I'm aligned I'm myself aligned. with. Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, that's really something I've been learning since being in Italy is like, and this podcast is me discovering and then sharing with people like all these strategies, like go and do this and then do that. And what I'm realizing is like, just let the cork float to the top of the water. Like go do exactly. things that be good. Yeah. Um, so uh, anyways, but, but yeah, I think, um, when we start learning about manifestation, it's like this utilitarian, is that the 
the word that I'm looking for, like this, this tool that we want to like use and like do something yes. with, um, when it's supposed to be fun and easy. So I like that you're kind of getting people to do that and they might not even be aware that they're yeah. actually creating that experience for themselves. Cause I think, getting you put more, to it. Yeah, I think you put more stress on yourself when you say, Oh, I need to align with, right. As opposed to <laughs> let me just think about how great it would be if, right? yes. <laughs> which is exactly all you really need to do. If we could just live in a state of like, it would just be fun to daydream a little bit, but I'm not going to like stress over it. Like, yeah, it's like, <laughs> there we go. I don't need to make any more podcast episodes anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's it. You're done. <laughs> yeah, just, you know, do stuff that feels good. But I think in what you're describing, you're also getting people excited about something and yeah. you're giving them permission. Like so yes. many of us need that permission, as sad as that sounds. It's just so ingrained in like, I need someone else to validate this idea for me. Well, yeah, because we've been all been taught that all of the validation and everything we need comes from outside ourselves. Yes, which it doesn't. Right? Which it totally does. <laughs> Yeah. When, and it's literally re- redirecting yourselves back inwards to say, right. hey, right, you know all this. And, and that's why it's like, you know, I'm not I'm not giving women anything. All I'm helping them to do is to bring what they're, what it's already right. in them to the surface. And that's what coaching is. Exactly. Yes, I love that. Um, and actually, one of the things you said there, which is that, you know, women have so much wisdom to share and, it, and it's truly mm-hmm. of huge value. But I think like the default way of thinking about ourselves and what we have to offer so much of the time is that it's not enough. Right. And I know you and I have had conversations about this of like, (laughs) like we could look at someone else and be like, Oh my gosh, like look at what she brings to the table. But if she doesn't see that for herself, like she's not going to get very far with it. Right. And so, um, is there anything that you can kind of, uh, talk about in terms of, helping people to believe that where they are is enough or what they have to offer is enough and that it's enough to help people by sharing. Yeah. So, you know, um, everybody has like, okay, some women might have grandiose plans of starting a business or a charity and other women just literally want to carve out time for themselves. Yes. But whatever it is, um, you know, whatever this, the seed of that idea is, it's literally, um, first of all, like I said, allowing them to acknowledge it, mm-hmm. right? I recognize you, I hear you, and I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to spend some time with you in, mm-hmm. the, in the streaming phase or whatever. Um, and then getting them also to see the power of this time of their lives. Like, you know, very practically speaking, you can't have had a career for, you know, 25 years, raised a family and, you know, done all of these things without having amazing negotiation, conflict resolution, budgeting, communications, um, communications, you name it. There are so many skills, but we just don't actually look at that. So it's literally about reflecting back to them is like, Hey, you know what? Like, look at all the things that you've done. Yep. Right. And then attributing value, like helping them to attribute value to that. So one of the exercises that I have the women do is to write down all of the events of their lives and to write down then kind of the lessons, the good and the bad that have come with that. Like, and they don't have to be monumental things. It could be raising my kids. What have I learned about that? And when you start to see it on paper, again, it's just reflecting back to you that it's like, oh, wow, yeah, I had all these great experiences and I learned this much from it or I accomplished that or I did this or this was successful or that wasn't, right? Yeah. And all of the things that you learn in that pro- in that process. Well, and I think like we all fall into this um, habitual way of thinking about ourselves, which is 
that what we have to offer other people already know about. That's what I was trying to get yes. at. Like, so it's almost like the, I don't remember, it's like the, it's like, um, I don't remember what it's called, but something about expert syndrome or something where like you In, have imposter so, syndrome. It, yeah. Well, imposter it's, kind syndrome? Of the, it's kind of the opposite of that though, oh, where okay. you have so much to offer the, and you're so well versed in it that you just yes. assume everybody yes, else yes. knows as well. Right. Yeah. So when I'm talking about like alignment, I just assume that other people like a hundred percent already know the things that I know because yeah. I think about it and read about it so much, but in reality, like, you know, we have so much to offer that other people are looking yeah. for. We just don't think that they're looking for it because we assume yeah. <laughs> that they I always, know. For sure. And I always come back to this um, place that every soul comes onto this planet with a journey. Right. Yes. And that there's a reason and a purpose. And, you know, that's, that's the important part. Like we definitely are, you know, what is it they say? Human or spiritual beings having. Yes. And recognizing that we are actually above that. Like we are not just the humans in our physical form. We are soul on a journey. And it's like when you can tap into that soul voice, like, you know, the little, the little niggling voice, when you can start to tap into that soul voice, some of the ways in which you can contribute actually do become clear. Right. 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 When you start regarding yourself from a higher perspective, start seeing yeah, yourself and, through Yeah. Exactly. And so like for myself, old chicks, no shit went from being an office joke <laughs> to literally being like, oh my God, this is my experience. Like right. where I am right now, this is what I'm learning. And it's like, oh my God, I know so much stuff. Right. Like, really yeah. That, so much- that's funny how that comes so full circle back to the brand. <laughs> Old chicks do know shit. Yeah. Old chicks really do know shit, yeah. but we just don't give ourselves credit. A, like, like you said, we don't, we don't acknowledge what we know and yes. we don't give ourselves permission to share. And it. we don't think that it's a value to other people Yeah, or they, yeah. they <laughs> I'm saying we, but anyways. But even, even if you're, even if your, your soul's voice is literally to go out and live your life with passion and, you know, to do small things, right. like the legacy that you are leaving then for your daughters, your granddaughters about how right. you're living your life is really important. So it right. may seem small and insignificant to you, but people are watching. Another yes. woman might say, oh my gosh, look at Jane over there having the time of her life. That's um, so true. I want that too, right? So you just don't know who you're affecting. You, you know, you're, I, the whole job of us on this planet is to connect with our souls and to follow our soul's voice because there's a reason and a purpose. And even if there's two people who see what you're doing, and change their well, and I think, somehow change their world. Then, yeah. I mean, this is one of the great things about social media. Is like all of us are being watched by people that we don't know where we are yeah. being watched by. And whether or not you know you start a business or a brand, or you're just occasionally sharing something that that you were excited about, like yeah, you're having an impact on people, even if you're telling yourself that you're not or you're not aware of it, right? Yeah. Um, For sure. And I think we forget that so much of the time. <laughs> um, it's so true. Or we just aren't even aware of it. I mean, e- even me, like I get feedback from people all the time on my social media and stuff like that. And I just, it's so easy to forget about it. And and so yeah. easy to to start focusing on, on negatives and then be like, oh, I actually had, you know, six people reach out to me last week and tell them how much I had helped them. But like, yeah, that's, uh, so I guarantee like every person listening to this, whether or not you've started a business or, um, you know, don't even have intentions on starting a business, mm-hmm. like you're impacting people, whether you know it or not. Um, oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Regardless, regardless of your age, for sure. Yes, absolutely. And, uh, uh, and I actually like, um, sort of what you're saying too, about just interrupting the status quo a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> like when you do follow that, like soul, like you leaving the corporate world, I'm sure you've had people reach out to you and, and like, talk about how, you know, that inspired them or, or that was something that they wish they could do or. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I actually wanted to talk just a little bit about sort of your experience as a very like spiritual entrepreneur and, uh, what role that plays in your business, um, in terms of, you know, kind of more allowing things. Like one thing I really look up Mm -hmm. to you for is that you do just like one thing that I was thinking about actually earlier today was something you said a while ago, which is like, I'm in this for the long run. So whatever I need to do in the meantime, like there isn't this for me, I've had to like really slow down and be like, it's okay if this takes five years, like calm (laughs) down. Um, and I actually think that like need to be somewhere other than what I, other than where I am has cost me a lot, to be honest. Um, Mm. and just in terms of my enjoyment of day-to-day life. So I would love to know just sort of some of the kind of principles, more spiritually based principles that you really live by when it comes to growing your business and the vision that you have for your brand. Yeah. So, and these, and these are like ongoing lessons for me too. Yes. Trust and surrender. (laughs) Trust and surrender. Rinse and repeat. Trust and surrender. Surrender and trust. Whichever order it's in. Doesn't really Um, matter. Yeah. yeah, but the the idea that um, as long as I am taking inspired and aligned action towards um, towards my goal, towards the creation of my vision, and trusting that um, the universe, God, whatever you want to call it, is um, is helping, is things that is supporting even when I can't see it. Right. Right. Or bringing me a lesson that I need to learn now, which I might hate in this moment, <laughs> that's actually putting me in, in a better position for the right. thing that I need to do at the end of my right. vision. And so it's always coming back to, it's literally coming back to um, trusting the process and acting, taking action from a place of inspiration. The times in my own business where I have done something because, oh, you know, it's money focused or it's doesn't being work. driven by ego or whatever. It not only does it not work, it's like crashes down in a, <laughs> in a pile of flames <laughs> for me. <laughs> okay. um, and there's, and there's some lesson that brings me up short really, really quickly and gets me back to this place of, I am surrendering this to you. Yes. Right. Um, and I'm doing an interview with someone tomorrow and that's actually what we're going to be talking about is surrendering, um, which is a newer yeah. thing to me, for me to be completely honest with you. And what I realized is like the more I surrender, the happier I am because I'm just yes. like, here you go, universe. Thank you for sorting this out for me. I'm just going to trust. And then I'm just going to go and live yeah. my life. And it's like yeah. all of a sudden when I'm not fixated on what's not happening or things I'm worried about or like when I'm truly just surrendering all of that, I get to go and enjoy my day and yes. not be so overwhelmed with all these things that like my ego is holding on to. Yeah. Right. And especially like, for example, when I got caught up in the, like I have a vision of something and I got caught up in the how of it, uh, yeah. like that is the fastest way <laughs> yes. to ruin my alignment. Right. Yes. And so, and I think I've said this to you before. I mean, like I surrender it and then I, you know, every time a thought comes in that says, well, how I go, not my job, right. not my job. Okay, universe. Well, and you will um, like um, the how does come to us, but only as we need yes. it. And when it comes to us, it'll be like, oh, boom, that. That's what I'm going to go and do. And it, exactly. it's not like something that we're trying to figure out when it's truly aligned action. No, because the figuring out of it is actually what's dragging your energy down, right? Right into this place. Because you, you also, we also try to figure out the how based on what we know in right. this particular moment. And there's all kinds of magic happening in the back end. Yes right? That we can't see that that's the part we need to trust. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I love that. And this is something I'm going to be focusing more on. Like for me, just since I've, I've been here in Italy, it's like this way of being, which is like wanting it really bad, like having a lot of desire and taking big action. Like 
it has produced results for me. It has, but I, mm-hmm. I haven't enjoyed the process nearly as much as I, I could have if I had just been allowing it instead. And then being okay with where I'm at. Right. Right. Um, Cause I think that's the other part of surrender is that it does allow you to find, um, reasons to be happy with exactly where you are, but those reasons can't come to you if you're too busy focusing on why you're not. <laughs> right. So, um, anyway, so I, I just loved that and, uh, that trust and surrender. And the trust thing is important because sometimes I think when people hear surrender, they think it's like giving up. Like, screw it. I'm just going to yeah. um, surrender is well, about <laughs> actually trusting that it's going to work out, which is hard. <laughs> yeah. Well, for me, um, as a type A doer, 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 hustle, <laughs> right. hustle, hustle person, surrender was like, I've been dropped off on another planet. Right. Right. Because like the thought of not being able to do made me so uncomfortable. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, that to trust in something that I can't see was just like, what? What are you talking about? Right. Um, and that's how I knew I needed to spend time there. And I had to spend a good amount of time there. I remember like going out and literally just walking in the park and being like, Hey, I'm just walking in the park. Like, that's my job. <laughs> yeah. Right? You know, what's funny is I've had that same thing <laughs> since being here, which is like, I spend days where I only do an hour worth of work. And what comes up for me is like guilt over like, I'm not going to hit my goals. Yes. And I'm not working harder for this. Yes. Right. Yes. <laughs> like I should be doing well more. because Again, we've been cultured to say, if you are going to be successful, you need to work your fingers to the bone. You need to not sleep. You need to, you know, put everything in your life on the back burner. Make it happen. Yeah. And it's, right. It's simply not true. In fact, it's counterproductive. I did all of those things (laughs) and it was like, oh yeah. Right. right? (laughs) Yeah. Cause the the lesson will always come to you no matter how hard you try to resist it. The lesson will come to you. Well, and like one of the things Um, I like to think about is first of all, times in my life when I've easily manifested desired outcomes from a place of just like ease and total unattachment to it. Mm-hmm. It was like, I just went and uh-huh. lived my life. I didn't worry about this thing. And it just came to me. Um, yeah. and then the other thing I like to think about too, is like everything in our world is designed to flow. It's just humans yeah. that like paddle upstream for their whole <laughs> yes. lives and then contract all these diseases. <laughs> like there's nothing in our world that tries to be anything other than what it is. And, and they naturally thrive. Well, this is the thing, right? Like you create the desire, you put it out there, and then you know it's making its way to you, and then you're like, oh, I'm going to control, 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 <laughs> push away, like yeah, block, yeah. yeah, exactly, totally block, yes, right? yes, um, because we don't trust, we don't that trust actually what, that we that we can have what we desire. Well, and that's what's so interesting, especially um, to me, just in the last few weeks, and I know we've been talking about this, is like how opposite we are programmed from our true nature, which is. Like yes. pure love and trust and ease and faith and service and love, mm-hmm. <laughs> more love. Um, how we're literally programmed to be uh, separate from everyone else. We don't trust anyone. Yes. We're a victim to everything. Yeah. And like, how did this happen that we're so far off? Like, no wonder people are so unhappy. This is not who yeah. we are meant to be, you know, as well. Yeah. Um, it's just so interesting to me, like how, how perfectly opposite it is. Right. Like we are born as love, but we're taught and programmed into fear and that's what we have to unlearn. Yeah. And that's why, like, I love, you know, the work that you do, for example, too, is because literally it's about reminding ourselves and reminding each other on a daily basis that we are in fact, perfect, pure love, exactly as we are. Yeah. We don't need to do, we don't need to hustle. We don't need to prove it to anybody, which is a lot of what I spent my whole entire career doing. Right. 
was proving that I was good enough because I had a good title with lots of money. Yes. Um, well, you know what I've really realized recently is like a lot of the money goals that I've set for myself in the past and then hustled for and stressed over has been about proving myself, has been about yes. like proving to other yeah. people that like, you know, you can align yourself with money and like I'm worth people hiring me and I know what I'm talking about. Like so my, I know that for me, once my basic needs are taken care of and I have money to go and spend and I can buy my coffee, like I don't need the $6,000 Chanel handbag. Yeah. Not that there's anything wrong with that. No. That's not a desire <laughs> no. that I have though. So I know that once I have a certain amount of money, it, like I'm fine. I don't, there's, I, I don't think like my big money goals have always come from wanting to prove myself. <laughs> Which yeah. was like a hard realization <laughs> to be like, this yeah. is so ego-based, right? And then that's why we get attached to it. Yeah, so, so, so true. But again, I mean, we live in a society where, you know, there's like more people on antidepressants and struggling with yeah. mental illness, which is so sad. And it literally comes from this place of everybody feeling like they're not yes. enough, like that they have to accomplish, that they have to do yes. without us being recognizing that we are perfect and pure exactly as we and, are. And that was like, a right. massive lesson. For and me. there's so much to be happy for right now, right? Yes. Like literally yes. everything Gratitude. that we need right now is here. Um, and that Gratitude. in and of itself is something yes. to be so grateful for. And, and I, for a long time, made myself wrong for not feeling grateful all the time. <laughs> like I, I've <laughs> yes. always had food on the table. I've always had a bed to sleep in and I just feel shitty today. And I'm a like bad, you know, spiritual being because I can't just feel grateful all the time. But like, again, we're not, it's not how we're programmed. <laughs> right? Yes. Yeah. Um, so it, it, it takes practice for these things to feel more gratitude more of the time. Um, mm -hmm. and, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it's interesting. Uh, I was just, well, this is actually a couple months ago now, but I was watching this, uh, movie on Netflix and it's called the American meme. And it's basically about all these big influencers who have like 10 million people following them. And they're living these lifestyles that everyone else in the world would think would just be so incredible. And they're all miserable. <laughs> Right. And then, uh, right. and then this live I was watching right before you got on was, uh, these two women were talking about the Lady Gaga documentary, which is also on Netflix and the same thing. Right. Most of the documentary is about on how unhappy she is. Um, and so it's this really interesting thing where like a lot of the time people hit these big goals and it actually makes them less happy because now they don't have anything to strive for and they're stuck in feeling, um, like, well, what's, what's mm -hmm. the point? Well, yeah. I mean, that was definitely my experience. I mean, I hit all of my financial right. goals. I, you know what I mean? I, you know, had a really good title with a really good company and that was the thing I worked my whole entire life for. And then I got there and I was like, okay, oh, hmm. yeah. <laughs> now what? All right. Yeah. Now what? Exactly. Um, yeah. and, but, but again, because the feeling of not enough that I had that forced, that drove me to that place didn't disappear because I got there. Right. Like it's an right. inside job. <laughs> well, the metaphor I always use is like losing weight. Like when I was younger, I was a little bit like, I don't know, just kind of chubby. And, and I had this like vision of being confident when I lost weight, like for like 10 years, I imagined this. And then I did it and I lost a bunch of weight and I was like, but I still don't feel like, like I feel better, but I don't feel like a super confident version of Lauren that I've been picturing my entire life Yeah, because that's not what, there's no outside circumstance that can change. That's going to make you feel the way that you want to feel about yeah. yourself, it has to be inside. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, exactly. Anyways, like that got a, a little bit off track, like talking about <laughs> self-empowerment, but it's all the, it's all the same stuff, right? It's about trusting yourself. It's about looking for the happiness yeah. inside and, and, uh, and then following those, the inspired actions that come to you from that place.
Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Okay. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Jennifer. I will, uh, where can people actually find you online? All right. So you can find me on uh, Instagram and Facebook. Manly is where I play. And I like that. Where you play. Old chick snow shit. Where I play. (laughs) Old chick snow shit. That's one of the things I'm actually trying to do is play a lot. Yes. um, Is old chick snow shit. Um, Yeah. And then I, you know, run a group program as well as one-on-one coaching. So you can find all of the information. Um, on my on my pages. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Uh, I awesome, super appreciate it. And uh, I will link all of uh, Jennifer's links in the show notes so you guys can check it out. Always great to chat okay. with you. Bye. <laughs> all right. Bye. Bye.